Hey guys, welcome to the first <laughs> Welcome to the first ever Brown Girls Gone Wrong podcast episode. So yeah, basically this podcast is very chill. It's just gonna be like us talking yeah. and we're kinda like a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we filmed this like 5,000 times, but we keep laughing, and okay, this is going to be a serious episode, but it's yeah. really awkward. Disclaimer, if we laugh, like, that's just how I react to stuff. I really do not mean to laugh. Um, I don't find anything funny, it's just how I, like, react to yeah, stuff. How I, yeah, how I, just like, yeah, impulse, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, if I laugh, it's nothing funny. We are definitely discussing very serious topics. Yeah, it's just like, very awkward filming an episode um, yeah, by yourself, because we've never done this before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today we wanted to talk about Women's History Month and dedicate an episode to it because we wanted to talk about like how, you know, feminism is really important to us and it's really what embodies our podcast and Mm -hmm. we thought that it was a great topic, especially during this month and there's a lot of issues in social media that have come up that we want to talk about like Sarah Everard, um, a few other stories and yeah and also like brown people and their contributions to the issue and how brown culture contributes to this whole like stigma you know yeah so yeah um i feel like as a brown girl growing up there was like a lot of there was like a way that we had to be like we had to be very soft-spoken um we had to dress a certain way we had to act a certain way and i feel like a lot of that stems from some of these outdated ideals yeah definitely i don't think if you guys noticed like for me especially during the the watson stuff the men would always have to eat before the women and like i feel like women were told oh don't like raise your voice or just keep your head like low um cover up whenever you're around men even when i'm around family which sucks because they tell you to cover up at home when i'm at home i shouldn't have to cover up and I can't yeah. even wear something as simple as a tank top because, I don't know, brown culture, I guess? Yeah, um, also, dawats are basically, like, brown parties. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a <laughs> gathering. A bunch of families just come, um, and I don't know. Yeah, they just kind of eat food. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. Yeah, but I think that going to dawats is a very, like, fundamental part of, like, every brown girl's, like, life. Like, that's where, like, a lot of things tend to happen Mm -hmm. um especially like i feel like most brown girls have experienced like brown aunties which are like elder generation um elder generation (laughs) yeah um yeah but they have like this very outdated mindset they're not the nice old ladies that you might have heard of um but yeah what was one of your experiences with a brown auntie oh my gosh brown aunties literally will do anything but mind their own business and let me tell you i remember one time in freshman year when i went home and my mom was like i got a call and i heard you were at the park with your friends and i was like what like what does that yeah like what does that have to do with anything so what i'm allowed to have fun like i don't understand why brown aunties think they have to go and call my mom yeah they just oh oh my god they have these looks in their eyes when they disapprove of something you do right like if you're wearing something like the slightest bit revealing they'll look at you and they'll stare at you yeah oh my god um i had like a similar experience but it was like my friend's mom so it wasn't even like my mom's friend basically it was just like my friend's mom and i think she was calling my mom one day or something to like ask about something and she was like oh she was trying to like preach 
something to me. I don't even remember what. And then she was like, oh my god, like, um, you need to, like, wear a hijab. And, like, you need to wear it properly. And I was like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, can you please? Yeah, you respect the hijab. Yeah, and then she was just like, oh, yeah, you should, like, consider wearing, like, borka, which is, like, uh... It's a very, like, modest full body. Yeah, and I was, like... But she was, like, very, like, demeaning about it. It wasn't even, like... It wasn't even, like, A welcoming way, I guess. Like, you know how people give advice. Yeah, it was just, like, very, very... Like, shame... Yeah, like, they shame you for stuff. Yeah, and I was like, girl, you're not even in the position to say something like that to me. And... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like those people just... I think there's, like, a word for it. I don't remember what. But I remember I saw, like, this thing on the uh, online. And they were like, oh, these aunties, they have, like, this mindset that's stuck in, like... Um, like, okay, so, like, they immigrated, like, a long time ago. And so their, like, mindset is still stuck yeah. in that And, like, speaking about period. it, like, these brown countries, every time you go, it is so scary being a girl... Like, you just have to, like, cover up, wear a shawl. Um, You always have to have, like, a male with you or something. Because just, it's just, people will stare at you. There will be men staring into your soul on the street. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so scary. And it's, like, definitely scary. Like, the trafficking, um, like, the trafficking rates in, like, Bangladesh and stuff is, like, very, very high. And, like, brown countries, third world countries. Even here in the U.S., the trafficking, I heard it's, like, with billions yeah. of dollars which is like disgusting yeah which kind of like relates to like what happened recently oh my god i just realized i said yeah like every, like five thousand okay, times yeah. sorry guys <laughs> um but yeah so recently there was a story about sarah everard who went through this like horrifying Experience. situation yeah. yeah and unfortunately she wasn't able to tell her story today um due to like horrific circumstances but yeah it it's like crazy because she did everything right you know she she was literally walking alone at like 9 p.m which really isn't that late like that's when mm-hmm. most people tend to come home if they like have work and stuff and they do overtime so it wasn't even that late you know she called her boyfriend she did all the right things she wore bold clothing um sorry bold colored clothing mm-hmm. And she still ended up in such a situation by a police officer, which is so scary to me. Yeah, and it ties into this problem where they think that uh, if women act and wear things a certain way, they'll be able to avoid something like sexual assault. And that's just so disgusting to me because I've been on like TikTok and that is such a toxic app, let me just say. Yeah. And it's just disgusting seeing people coming out with their stories and they're trying to shame women like, oh, yeah. maybe if you didn't wear that, you wouldn't have been assaulted. Or Yeah. Like oh there God. are people that are like as young as like, I don't know, newborns that have been assaulted. And it's yeah, just so disgusting. Scary. Um, oh my god, I remember on TikTok, I saw this girl, and she posted about how she got assaulted by this group of men in a South Asian country, um, I think it was Pakistan, Yeah. but all the comments under it were like, oh, like, what was she wearing, and like, it was just really disrespectful, because I, I can't imagine having to read those comments, they were just so gross, they were like, oh, then why are you posting about it on TikTok, yeah. or like... There's um, like they were like, where's the proof? Go, yeah, where's the proof? Like, and what? even like comments like, "What were you wearing?" And the fact that she was ten years old is just like, and there's people invalidating her, invalidating these stories. Yeah, and it's like, would you rather defend a false accuser or would you rather yeah. defend a rapist? And I don't like I, 
I don't even like it's actually like kind of scary how like fast I was to believe it just because I knew how like how these things happen in these South Asian countries like it's this stuff is so common mm-hmm. and like I literally like it's and like not yeah. even thinking about like Bangladesh I watched this documentary a while ago about like brothels in Bangladesh oh, yeah. there is like not even like a minor system I'm not even sure if there's a minor system in Bangladesh oh yeah they're like grown up they're grown yeah up yeah and it's like literally there's brothels with like girls as young as like 14 sold yeah. into these brothels and they're like forced um, like mm-hmm. against their will to like tend to these men who just use them the yeah. way they want and it's just disgusting like these girls like they're 14 they're 14 sometimes even younger and it's just gross yeah. and it's so scary because it seems like south asian countries and like outdated south asian culture seem to put men on this higher standpoint like than women yeah and they literally like breed <laughs> they literally breed like you know rapists and sexual assaulters in a way because of like the way that like the kind of like the standards that these people yeah. grow and around. i don't want to like directly put that on South Asian yeah. cultures, but like um, I would say that it would definitely like contribute to the problem. South yeah. Asian culture definitely contributes to this problem of women not being able to speak out or like yeah, yeah. But also like in a way, South Asian countries, I feel like their government sometimes is a little okay. Okay, so um, a few months ago there was like this protest against you know rapists and some of the like jail sentences they got and the systems in place, and. Um, like, b- a bunch of people in Dhaka, Bangladesh, were protesting um, against some of these policies, and they were saying how, like, why is it more shameful to be raped than it is to be a rapist? And that really stuck out to me because I realized, like, wow, there's so many girls in Bangladesh whose, st- whose stories are not, like, told. Like, I have never... There's, like, literally, like, no... Um, press on like some of the issues that go on in Bangladesh regarding sexual assault stories that was like one of the first that I've heard yeah and not even like I don't even understand because they don't even a lot of these countries they do not take rape seriously does that make sense I don't think like and I think this is a reason why a lot of women don't come out with their stories and a lot of people are just told to like shut up and keep their mouth shut because it's just so normalized for women to experience these things and it's yeah. like it's so scary i'm like each one of my friends and me too we have a like a couple of stories. stories yeah especially in new york city i feel like when because like a lot of the teenagers a lot of women um in general a lot of people um they take public transportation they are always constantly surrounded by people mm-hmm. and the public and it's so important that we keep in mind some of the safety measures that we have to take which is really sad that we even have to do that in the first place but um to conclude this episode we wanted to talk about some of the safety apps that we recommend um yeah, we, we think everyone should have these apps on their phone yeah um, um they just kind of obviously they won't protect you completely because obviously there will but always it definitely help you stay safer yeah um so one of the apps that uh we wanted to talk about is citizen that's it's basically a safety app, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like everyone has it on their phone if you live in, in New York City, but, like, I'm pretty sure it works everywhere in the U.S., but it, like, alerts you about, like, different, like, threats in your area. I remember there was one about, like, a crazy raccoon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It will alert you about, like, everything. Um, yeah. Which is really safe, like, good to have, so yeah. you know when to, like, stay out of, like, dangerous mm-hmm. areas and dangerous situations. Yeah, um, 
when there was like a serial killer in yeah, New York City, and, like, a which I was so scared about. They also like alerted us on that like constantly, which is really good. Um, you can turn on yeah. notifications for them, and you'll probably it'll provide that extra measure mm-hmm. so you know whether to go outside or not. Um, another app is Noonlight, which yeah. is a safety app. Um, that one I think is ver- verified by uh, Apple. Like, it's um, it has a lot of good ratings, and I think it's an app that everyone should have on their phone, um, regardless if you're a man or a woman, because men can be put in dangerous situations too. Yeah, um, I also think that the app has a feature where you can press for emergency help, um, which is really helpful because you need that quick access if you are ever put in a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Um, time is really limited. But yeah, I think that's really all that we have to say for now. We hope that you guys stay safe and use some of these apps and really think about the discussion that we've had today. Um, also, um, if you want to post your own topics or discussions, if you want to post stories that you think that like, you we should share. discuss on our podcast, um, you can email us at browngirls.com. Wrong girls gone wrong at gmail.com. Yes, you can always email us and we're always answering or like a message your Instagram page. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, stay yeah. safe, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed this mess of a podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs> Love Have you. a good day. Yes. Mwah.